Hello, my name is Hannah Kate. My name's Emerson. And welcome to Husker Hustle, where we uncover entrepreneurial stories in Nebraska. Maria Hyen graduated from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln in 2023. Now currently funding startups as a venture capitalist at Redbud, she got her start in the Center for Entrepreneurship with her own company, Playbook, and went on to lead the Husker Venture Fund as managing director. One of the things that I did was think about my time playing basketball in high school. That was something I had a lot of you know, experience with. And then throughout college, I coached uh, seventh grade boys at a local uh, public school. So when I was coaching these boys, I was like so confused on like what plays to run, how to keep their attention, how to get them to respect me, how to do things that were going to build their fundamentals for high school. And uh, a lot of things were, you know, I had a lot of, uh, I don't know, thoughts about that. My dad was a high school basketball coach. And so I, of course, went to him first and said, hey, what do you, what kind of materials do you have? What do you, uh, you know, how do you coach? <laughs> and he was able to kind of show me some of his old plays that he had like kept in his, uh, in our garage. And that really sparked this idea of me, of in me with what if we could connect, you know, older retired coaches or people who have resources, could we monetize them on a platform so that newer coaches like myself volunteering at a local school or just a parent like coaching their kid's basketball team, could they have access to things that were gonna be successful? And so that's kind of how I got involved in uh, the Center for Entrepreneurship in attempting to build a business and how that kind of sparked that idea for me. My friend Megan Castor at the time was working to open Reactor Coffee, which is you know now a very popular coffee shop uh, for, for Lincoln students. Uh, my friend Erica Kassarian was working on her business called The Palette Project. I had I was surrounded by these people who were constantly working on building something. We talked to Erica actually and she credited she credited a lot of her success with Palette Project to you and oh, a conversation she had yeah. with you. Um, can you give me insight to what you think maybe inspired her that you said? Yeah, most definitely. So when Erica and I were both starting to work on building our businesses, this was like a really formative time in like both of our college careers, obviously. But one thing we did was we became accountability partners for each other. We would meet at the mill on Prescott each week and we would talk about, okay, like here is what we're building. Here's what we're doing. What are you doing? What are your goals for the week? What are challenges? What are successes? Uh, and it was really eye-opening uh, and it became really like apparent very quickly that there were a lot more challenges than successes as this was both our like first time trying to build a company and we were obviously full-time students so you know not uh, you know not full-time entrepreneurs which has its own set of challenges but crediting like a lot of my success to her as well not um, you know with my career and just with playbook at the time it was so impactful to have, yeah, someone who I was building alongside of. And I remember feeling, you know, sometimes unmotivated to work on what I was building or just focused on school. And I was like, I knew that I was going to have someone who was going to kind of call me on my BS if I didn't show up with something tangible or some progress. And uh, so I credit a lot of like that drive and uh, that time was oh, so special, like reflecting on it, how much growth happened, I think, for both of us. Throughout my junior year, I had been involved in something called Husker Venture Fund while simultaneously running Playbook. And the Husker Venture Fund is a student-led venture capital fund uh, deploying capital in Nebraska-based startups. Uh, and it's all student-run. So from sourcing to due diligence to cutting the check for investment, it's all done by students, which is a super you know unique experience. And while I was in Europe thinking about what I kind of wanted to do or build next, 
the opportunity to kind of lead Husker Venture Fund uh, along with some other students came my way um, and I was voted to do that. And I was like, wow, this is an opportunity for me to build within an organization, like still exercise those same entrepreneurial muscles, but uh, be working within maybe something a little bit more concrete, which I, which I really, really enjoyed. And then tell me how that's um, spilled into your career um, that you do daily now. <laughs> yes. So right now I work at a firm called Redbud VC. We're based in Columbia, Missouri. Uh, we invest in early stage startups uh, all across the country. So when I was at working with Husker Venture Fund on campus, I really got to lean into uh, practicing how to source a company. So how to go out and find them, how to get a pitch schedule, get the founder inside, develop a relationship with the founder, write a bunch of due diligence, which is research on said company, uh, which directly correlates to what I do every day. Uh, at Redbone, I spend a majority of my time talking to founders, sourcing them, convincing them why they should take our money, um, taking a lot of calls with founders, learning quickly about a variety of different business models. That was all stuff I was doing um, at Husker Venture Fund, just in a smaller uh, context. Uh, so it was really fabulous for me, like uh, as a student, to kind of gain those technical skills on campus that directly correlated to you know my job at Redbud now. And with that, the community was so important. I was surrounded throughout my time two years in Husker Venture Fund with other students who were interested in working in or around startups, whether that's venture capital, building something on our own, working on an accelerator or whatever it may be. I have a great community of people who are also in a similar industry to me. And that's been super, super impactful, like as I've transitioned out of college to still be able to like rely on those people and talk to them and share experiences is something that I think is really cool and easy to lose after you graduate. What perspective do you think you bring to the table by having experience in creating your own startup? Oh, yeah. Uh, I have a lot of, this is something I think about a lot. I think I have a lot of empathy for entrepreneurs. 99% um, of my job is saying no. I say no to a lot of people every day, and it's really difficult. Um, I I know what it's like, maybe not on as grand of a scale as the people I talk to, but I know what it's like to give it like your best and then get the worst response. Uh, that rejection is really hard to deal with. It's really uh, deep and it can trigger a lot of feelings that aren't good. Um, and it's really hard having experienced that, knowing that I'm inciting that in other people uh, is something that I think about a lot. Um, but I guess, with that, in that same vein, I've gotten really good at saying no quickly, giving people reasons, giving people the respect they deserve, and then also adding value outside of capital. I've recently, I've really started to adopt, okay, if I'm saying no, you know, to a founder, if it's not a right fit for us to invest, is there a resource that I can send their way? Is a connection that I can, that I can make? Um, even if it's menial, providing value outside of that, showing that, uh, even though I say no often, I don't say it lightly, um, I think is really important. And I think that directly comes from my experience uh, attempting to build a company while I was in college. Yeah, what you talked a lot about community. What do you, what recommendations do you give to current students um, about finding community and what that, um, what effect that can have on them as young entrepreneurs? 
Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, I mean, I really, <laughs> some of the advice I, I give to, the advice I give to leaders within organizations, like looking to recruit new members to their community is try to like remove the gatekeepy vibe. That's like so easy to like inadvertently cultivate. <laughs> you know, if, if you can be welcoming, be out there, be accessible for people to easily walk in and become a part of your community. I think that provides like a lot of value. Um, for those looking for community, I tell people to be really intentional. Like think about the things that you really enjoy, that you really like, and try to find other people that are also equally as engaged in those things. That can be really difficult sometimes, uh, but that's one of the pieces of advice I give. I think when you cast a wide net in community building, it's sometimes not as impactful as if you go after looking for something that you already know like that you enjoy or could provide value in, if that makes sense. Yes, that does make sense. Um, and then as for when students or any founder is pitching their company, their startup, their enterprise to you, what's something that makes somebody stand out? Oh, yeah. Um, I see probably, uh, I mean, it varies like day to day, but anywhere from like five to 10 pitches per day-ish. Again, that varies. Um, but something that always stands out to me is good small talk in the beginning. So underrated. Uh, it's super hard to teach, but I actually just got off a call with the founder uh, and he was making a joke about if we could just, uh, if there could be a sensor that when you put your headphones on, the volume automatically like on Zoom matches what you need it to be. Uh, that was hilarious. Directly like not related to his business at all, but it built great rapport from the get-go. I love that. I love when I can get like a little piece of personality out of a founder in the beginning um, of a conversation. And I think those, those things are not directly related to your business at all. <laughs> But I like that a lot. It, it's something that I, I don't know, enjoy. I had another founder call company that we ended up investing in. And in the beginning of one of the calls and conversations, I was talking about uh, a book club I'm in with the Community Public Library here in Columbia. And both of the founders had actually started a book club. That's how they met. Uh, and it was a really cool moment, like in these moments before we were about to get into like a really difficult or deep conversation where we could kind of find some common ground. Um, so I think that makes people stand out when you can share a little bit of your personality in that in that small talk awkward phase of like how every call starts. Uh, that's something that that I enjoy. But again, it's like not related to business, <laughs> your business at all, but something well, I like. When you're investing, do you feel like I'm not just investing in the product, I'm investing in the person and who they are, what they stand for, their values? No, most definitely. That's something we think about a lot, especially with how early we invest in companies' idea, what we call idea to early traction. So, I mean, idea usually means pre-product, pre-revenue, obviously. Um, and that's, I mean, that's tough. It's like, okay, you don't have a product. You don't have any revenue. We're about to give you money. Like, what do you, what, how do you judge said company, said person? Um, so that's really interesting. Like, definitely um, are thinking about the founder's and the people on our portfolio. And that's that's really rooted in our, with Redbud's investment thesis too, is um, investing in, in founders who have been strengthened through struggle or faced, you know, some adversity, have a proven track record of, um, yeah, just being, being excellent, being uh, adaptable. That's something that we really try to pick out and look for. 
and all the things that you're doing today, how do you think that your university, uh, the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, how do you think they created those foundational skills or in ways that they could have helped more? Um, do those exist as well? Yeah, I mean, I attribute a lot to like my college experience at Lincoln and uh, I attribute a lot to the professors that helped get me involved, especially going through college during kind of the height of COVID, right? Where everything was really isolated. It was difficult to find community. Uh, gosh, I had a lot, there's a ton of professors in the college of business, like Dr. Lori Miller and Dr. Sam Nelson, Dr. Andrew Hanna, uh, who really were putting themselves out there to get students engaged and involved in the things that they could, uh, which was really special. I mean, the, the university in so many ways has helped just, I don't know, unbiasedly encouraged me to pursue what I'm interested in. And I think that that uh, kind of support and encouragement of like my pursuit was like huge, right? Like my business, like my company ended up failing, right? I had many like rejections throughout my time in college with organizations I attempted to be a part of or, you know, jobs I applied for like subsequently after. I had people in the college of business constantly like cheering me on. And when I think about what you really need in that time as like a young adult is like, you really need this kind of unbiased support for whatever you're building, doing, creating. And I felt like I really had that. Uh, and that was something that was really formative. I knew that I wasn't gonna come back to campus one day and just everyone's gonna say like, you're a failure or whatever. There was gonna be people celebrating you know, the things that I had done and built on campus and the things that I have tried to do and build that ended up not being successful. I mean, like, this is an example of that. Who knew that, like, I don't know, three years after I stopped working on my company that I would have someone, like, asking me questions and celebrating, like, what I built in school, which is uh, I, so impactful. Uh, I love you and I'll go big red. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. I, I feel similarly. I'm very thankful for a, when you talk about community. I'm like, yes, th th there's no shortage of that here. And I, I'm sure on lots of campuses as well. But um, especially at UNL, I feel it, it must ring true that um, wherever you go, there's a place like Nebraska. Um, how do you how do you anticipate your career changing um, or growing? or staying exactly the same um, within the next, let's say, 10 years? <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't know. Who knows where I'll be in 10 years? Um, I I love what I do. I'm very fortunate to, to work at Redbud and work alongside uh, really great people who I can learn a lot from. Uh, my boss, Brett Calhoun, has been so welcoming uh, to me moving to Columbia and really has been a great coach and mentor um, in these first couple of months teaching me, um, you know, letting me be independent and practice like the skills that I learned in college, but also sharing like a new perspective and evaluation and talking to people and learning about business models that uh, I'm really grateful for, you know, uh, yes, he's my manager, but like, does he owe me like that coaching piece? Um, I'm really lucky to have that, both of those, those combined, which has been really, really great. Um, I love what I do. I love investing in, in, in businesses. I love the people that I get to meet. I love the diversity of thought I encounter every day. I love learning about different industries um, all the time. I mean, 
one day I'm like looking at a gaming company, the next I'm looking at like a enterprise software. <laughs> so it's always fun to to get to learn about all these these different things. And I when I think about like my career in I don't know five, 10 years, like I said, who knows where I'll be, but I know I will be doing something where I am like constantly learning and constantly building because I don't know, throughout my life, those are the things that I've just like craved and really like reverted back to. If a student is listening today and they're wanting to follow in your footsteps, what is, what's the first step on their list? Oh, it's okay to go to things alone. Like it's okay to show up to something alone. Like I think about my involvement in the Center for Entrepreneurship. A lot of that started from like me walking in there by myself and being like, hi, I'm Maria. It's really nerve wracking. Like you don't know if people are going to give you the time of day. You don't know like if everyone's already friends. Like it's very, uh, very vulnerable moment. And then Erica, Kisaren, and I, we were like, we want to be a part of this startup club. So we went to a Chipotle fundraiser, and we didn't know anyone. We just walked into Chipotle, and we sat down at the table where like all the kids who are already in the club were sitting. Um, so I think like that's my number one piece of advice is like don't be afraid to go to things alone. And if you really want to be a part of something, like you can do it, like put yourself out there. Also, people want you to be a part of things. Like no one is sitting at that, like no one sat at that table at Chipotle and was like, who are these girls? We don't want them here, you know, or what do they know, right? Everyone like really wanted us to be there. Uh, so that's, you know, pretty cool. So that's my like number one piece of advice there. And then to those like who are running a community or are continuing to build one. I mean, like I said before, think about ways that you can creatively like be accessible to people and reach those who are targeting like their outreach to your community. Think about new creative ways to, yeah, put on events, do different things, welcome people in and how you can provide value to both like a new member and how you can provide value to someone who's been there for a long time. I think are, are two big things that uh, I learned in college and that really helped me be a part of some really great sustainable communities. As always, this has been Husker Hustle.